Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I am excited that you're joining me again for another great episode to help you up your game in talent development. Today is our bonus Q&A episode with L. David Kingsley, who is the Chief People Officer at Intercom. And if you have not listened to our first conversation where David talked about HR 3.0 and the evolution of HR and talent development, how things have evolved in the people space over the last three to five years and what we're facing today and what we need to do to be strategic, true business partners in the companies we work for. Make sure you go back and listen to that. Uh, Today, I'm going to ask David a few more questions about his career and thoughts on talent development. So David, we will start here, thinking back across your long career in talent development and consulting and all of the amazing things you've done. What's been your proudest moment or one of the biggest accomplishments in your career so far? Proudest moment, I think, is taking what I'll say calculated risks on folks. And I was a beneficiary of that at multiple points in my career, You know, starting even 20 years ago as leaders were taking calculated risks on me. And I've tried to do that as well. One that comes to mind in particular was a company where we had a need for some overseas support. Our team overseas had, had moved on, our team member there. And so we asked one of our US-based team members to take on that opportunity. And when we asked that individual, their first response was, are you sure? And my response and the other leader's response was, yes, we're sure. We believe in you and we know you can do this. And the faith that we placed in that individual when they went overseas delivered in in absolute spades, just came out with flying colors through that delivery. And it was our statement of saying, we believe in you. You've got things that you're going to grow and learn there and you have our support. So anytime I have those stories come back to me where people share those with me, that's the proudest moment in my career. You know, 50 years from now, nobody's going to remember compensation program I helped lead or executive compensation review or some board meeting, whatever. No one cares. People will care and will remember the way that we showed up for other people as we helped support them as they grew. Such a great reminder. I can't believe nobody will be thinking about that compensation program 50 years I'll tell you, I've put some sweet decks together for that, Annie, but nobody gives a fig about them. (laughs) It's true. And that's a good reminder at large to think about the type of work you're doing and making time for people, coaching and that sort of stuff to challenge others and and help them get out of their comfort zone and develop because they're going to remember you, which is part of your legacy. So I love that answer. Flip side, David, what's been one of your biggest failures or mistakes and what did you learn from it? Oof, I have like daily examples of that, Andy. That's uh, you know, <laughs> nice. I have I have maybe quarterly successes. I have daily opportunity areas. That's good. You're trying a lot of new things. You know what? I, I love it was the uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, I'm I'm not an MMA you know person per se, but I, I remember this quote from him. He said, "I never lose. I either win or I learn." Mm. And I, I love that quote from him, just in terms of that learner's mindset. So yeah, I mean, uh, gosh, biggest failures or mistakes. I think that. Frankly, if I categorize them, something I try and be on guard for is failing to call the ball earlier on something that is failing from a project or program perspective. Mm. I think we've all launched things that, you know, we have this big head of steam. It's this big rollout. You know, we've got this all the fanfare and it rolls out. And like the first week or two, it's like, okay, here we go. It's it's happening. And then like week three, it's like, is it happening? Are we just not seeing it yet? And then week four, we're kind of like waiting. And then by week five, it's like, ooh, this isn't working. When we really should have like in week three been like, something's not working. We got to call the ball here and either pivot mm-hmm. or or stop this thing and retool. And having the courage to do that. I mean, bad news doesn't get better with age. We've all heard that, you know, phrase. 
if it if it if it thinks you think it's going poorly, it probably is, and and making a pivot there. So I would say anytime I've I've missed the mark, it's because I've I've thought something's going to get better, even though in my gut I know it's not going to. Yeah, wishful thinking, just hoping. Yeah. Like I put all this work into this thing, like it'll probably yeah. catch on. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't, and you really just need to call it earlier and be like, okay, we need to do something about this and really figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Hope is not a strategy, right? <laughs> Hope is not a strategy. When you think about talent development in general right now, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges in talent development? I think it's remembering why we have talent development in the first place. And I know that's going to sound you know, pretty, pretty simple. At the same time, though, the talent development programs and, and teams and organizations we stood up you know, three, four, five years ago is because we wanted to invest in our people and that we knew would pay dividends for our business. I think in the last, call it six, nine months, a lot of organizations have reduced either their staffing levels or their spend on talent development. That may be okay for the short term. At the same time, though, the 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 reason we put those together and put them in place is very much still relevant. There's a, a uh, kind of a framework, and I'm no archer, but I remember I was in this archery class on a corporate retreat once, and the the instructor was telling us to shoot through the target, hmm. to to aim as you're shooting your bow and arrow or your arrow th- at the target, to to think of a space behind that target. That yeah, this quarter's earnings are important. This fiscal year's you know revenue is important, and the company, the organization that we're all part of is meant to be here for many, many years to come. And remembering that, that beyond the target is a thriving, growing workforce who feel engaged and developed and they're growing in their careers and they want to stay part of the organization and contribute to it. So I think that's really important that we all think about shooting through the target, even though we're all facing near-term headwinds from a market perspective. You know, No one's ignorant of that. At the same time, though, I think the companies that come out ahead are the ones that are going to invest for the long term and keep their eye on the long ball. Shooting through the target and keeping an eye uh, on the long-term, investing for the long-term. I like it. When you think about talent development again, what's one of the bigger trends that you're following or that you're excited about right now? That I'm excited about right now is the learnings that we've had from the pandemic. As you and I talked about this you know, kind of HR 3.0 space we're in now that acknowledges that we can do pretty much anything in a virtual or in a hybrid way and making sure that all of our training modalities are inclusive of that. And that's a key word of being inclusive. We talk a lot about it in the DEI and B space. The learning space also has the opportunity to continue to be more inclusive in the way we engage, you know, our, our workers and our individuals and our people and our companies by saying, hey, you know, you may not be able to make that training in person because you've got some type of thing that you'd be involved with at home or on a personal level. And we want to still let you have access to it. We want you to grow from it. So making sure that um, all of our, our training approaches are, are hybridized or hybridable, if I can make up a word there, that allows us to be really inclusive in the way that we grow and develop our workforces. So I think that's a great learning. Uh, there are some silver linings from the pandemic. I think that was one of them. Making sure that things are hybridized. I like that. New word coined here on the Talent Development Think Tank podcast. David, think back across your career. I don't have to go back that far, but is there a book that has made a big impact for you or one that you have often recommended or recommend recently? You know, the one that's on my my nightstand right now is called Breath. It's a book by James Nestor. Yeah. And it's the the new science of a lost art. And and Andy, you're a you're a you're a runner, if I if I remember correctly. You're an avid athlete. Not a runner, uh, but I am I do consider myself an athlete and uh, okay. definitely All big right. into health and fitness. You just have that runner smile then. It's like yeah. a lot of good oxygen getting in there. Well, that's the whole point of the book is breath. So uh, Nestor's talking about the fact that somewhere along the line, we we humanoids started breathing through our mouths a lot and breathing mm-hmm. through our noses is a much more 
healthy, productive way to, to get oxygen into our bodies. And growing up as a kid with allergies, I've never had two open nostrils in my life, but really practicing that breath work, um, I think is really helpful. And the idea of being in tune with your body as we're performing in business as leaders, as human beings with each other, of being mindful of how is our body feeling and how are we treating our body? And then how does that perform for us both in body and mind and showing up? So I think there's a, a mind-body connection there that is good to reconnect with. And, and he talks about it happening through the breath, which I think is really fascinating. It's it's so important. I've read that book twice. Somebody I mean, sent it to me while I was going through cancer treatment back in 2021. I don't even remember who. And I'm glad they did. Like I said, I read it twice. And, and I'm very lucky I wasn't a mouth breather. I was already mostly breathing through my nose, but I've become even more conscious of it yeah. for myself and my family. And that book talks about how so many different problems stem from people just breathing through their mouths when they should be breathing through their nose. So I've become very conscious to it, even when I am playing sports and I'm like very out of breath to try to force myself to breathe in through my nose. It's hard yeah. to do sometimes, yep. but you feel the difference and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. So I, I like that book recommendation. I think everybody needs to check that out because it can lead to a healthier life for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. Last question for you, David, for people out there in talent development and HR who are looking for ways to accelerate their own career success, what's one more piece of advice you would give? I think it's be mindful of the three legs of the stool. And the first leg of the stool is sort of proven practices. What do we know has worked well before? Where is there pattern matching we can apply to the situation that we're seeing and remembering our history from what we've learned or the people around us have learned that wisdom. So that's leg one. The second leg of the stool is the business context, really being thoughtful and mindful about what is the context that our business or organization is facing in the market today. And the third leg of the stool is what is the orientation of the team, whether it's the leadership team or my local team, how are people feeling in my work group about what we're facing while we're trying to tackle the challenge that we're looking at out in the market with our customers or stakeholders and making reference to you know where there are proven practices that we should apply as ways to you know shortcut to value for our people and for our, our stakeholders. Mm, good advice right there. Three legs of the stool. All right, David, thank you again for coming on our show, sharing uh, so much of your wisdom and your experience and your thoughts on talent development today. I appreciate it. And I look forward to keeping in touch and talking more in the future. Andy, it's my pleasure. Take care. All right, take care. All right, that will do it for our bonus Q&A round with L. David Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and all the things he shared including his proudest moment of really challenging, stretching and developing people, the failure of not asking more questions when things are not working. He talked about Conor McGregor saying, I never lose, I either win or learn, I love that. And he said, bad news doesn't get better with age, which is one to remember. Uh, The challenge he talked about was remembering why we have talent development in the first place. The trend was learning from the pandemic and making sure things work in a hybrid world. The book he mentioned was Breathe or Breath. I never know what it's, how it's pronounced, breathe or breath. I've read the book twice. But, you know, when it's just a word in front of you, which is one of those strange words in our English language that is the same, breathe or breath, right? But I think it's Breath by James Nestor. Highly recommend that. It's, it's something to really get you thinking about how you breathe, how other people's breathe, other people's other people breathe, and how it can impact your health. And if you want me to just give you the, the very, very brief summary so you don't have to read the whole book, Breathe in through your nose, always, 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 no exceptions, always try to find ways and reasons and just methods, whatever, to breathe in through your nose. And if you are a mouth breather, 
don't accept that. Don't just say, oh, I am a mouth breather. That's the way it is. If you have sleep apnea, any of those things, he found all of those things stem from mouth breathing. You need to put a piece of tape over your mouth at night. Sorry to say, I haven't had to do this because luckily I am a nose breather, but put a piece of tape over your mouth and start breathing through your nose and see what it does for your health. And if you don't believe me, because I'm not a medical expert, read the book and then do your own research. So the book was Breath by James Nestor. And the career advice that David shared was be mindful of the three legs of the stool, proven practices, market, and orientation of the team. You can reach out to David on LinkedIn under L. David Kingsley. If you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, make sure you connect with me there. If you're not a member of the Talent Development Think Tank community, come check out all the info and join us. Come join for a month. See how you like it. See if you get value from it. I promise that you will, as long as you show up for the calls and you engage. Not all the calls. You don't have to be on there for all of them. But one or two, you're going to get a ton of value. All the info is on our website, talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. And when you sign up for the community, you can use the code HOTSEAT or podcast for 10% off. All right. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you and your listening, your engagement. I hope you got value from this episode and everything that I do. Make sure you follow me on LinkedIn. I'm sharing a lot of great content there. Check out our website for future events and I will talk to you later. Bye.